Alleluia. Christ is risen. Alleluia. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. See, this is exactly what they were afraid of. This is exactly what they were afraid was going to happen, and it is. They were right. This is exactly why they shut themselves in that room and locked the doors and windows. The Jewish leaders were after them. They had crucified Jesus, and now they were after them. The book of Acts tells us how the disciples were being arrested, threatened, imprisoned, and beaten. And more than that, the Jewish leaders wanted to kill them just as they had Jesus. It was all happening. Like the fears that you have that show up in your dreams. Like that you have a presentation at work or school and the day comes and you don't have it. Except you wake up and go on. For them, it was real. And yet, they went on. They were arrested and threatened, yet they went on. They were thrown in prison, yet they went on. They were beaten, yet they went on. Not because they were the ones who woke up from a bad dream, but because Jesus did. Jesus is the one who woke up from being dead after being threatened, arrested, imprisoned, beaten, and finally crucified. All that the Jewish leaders threw at him and all that Rome could do to him had been done. They were out of ammo. They had nothing left. And they had lost. Jesus was alive, risen from the dead. So the disciples could go on. So they could unlock the doors and windows of that room that they were hiding in and go back out. Jesus had come to them and given them the peace that they needed, the forgiveness that they needed, the joy and assurance that they needed. That was all real, too. It was no dream. They heard Jesus, they touched Jesus, they ate with Jesus, and it was the same Jesus. The nail holes were still there, the holes in his side were still there. Just ask Thomas. But there was one thing, actually, that wasn't there. Death. Death had met its match and lost. So the disciples who were there that night went out and told Thomas. And after receiving the Holy Spirit that Jesus had promised to send them, they went to the temple and told everyone. Which was a little bit like going into the lion's den, don't you think? Why go there? Well, they went to the place where the curtain had been torn in two from top to bottom at Jesus' death. 
and perhaps hastily repaired and replaced by the Jews, to proclaim what that meant, that it was torn in two because it was no longer needed. God and man were no longer separated, but had been reconciled, brought back together again in Jesus. They went to the place where also sacrifices were offered to proclaim that they too were no longer needed. The Lamb of God had been sacrificed and His blood cleanses us from all sin. His blood now poured upon us in baptism and poured into us in His Supper. The forgiveness in life we need is the forgiveness in life we have in Jesus. They proclaimed these things in the very temple where they were and were happening. And people were listening and people were believing. And so the Jews were fuming. Perhaps here is a good place to stop in the story and think a bit about our situation today. Are there things that we too are saying that cause others to fume and rage? Some who may be powerful, some who may just be loud. Who say, you must say this. You must say that. You must go along with what we say is right and true and just or else. And if you dare to disagree, you must do so quietly and not in our modern day temples, the public squares, the social media sites of our world today. And you know the issues, what is causing this today. You must not say that marriage is between one man and one woman. You must not say that men are men and women are women. And that gender is of the body and not of the mind. You must not say that all lives matter no matter what color, no matter if they are in the womb or out of the womb, no matter how old or weak or confused or disabled they may be. You may not say that what someone thinks is right is wrong. You may not say that Jesus is the only way to the Father. In fact, do you remember the story of when a lawyer came to Jesus and asked him what the great commandment in the law was. Well, Jesus got the answer right, but I think today the expected answer would be, Thou shalt not judge. Thou shalt not judge what anyone believes. Thou shalt not judge what anyone does. Or else. So some people lock themselves in. In their rooms, in their houses, in their own little worlds, like the disciples did that night. Afraid. Afraid of what will happen to them. And if we're honest, if you're honest, we all have moments like that. Maybe more than a few. 
When we should speak, but we remain silent. When we should act, but don't. When our fears get the best of us. Which is why we confess our sin here every week. And this is one of the things I know I confess every week. Maybe you too. That I have lived in fear. That I have lived as if Jesus is in the tomb and lost. That I have lived more worried about what the world thinks than what God thinks. That I have lived as if the world and those in the world have power over my life. Whether I live or die. But they don't. They don't. For just as a risen and living Jesus came to those frightened disciples who locked themselves in that room, so he comes to us here with the peace we need, with the forgiveness we need, with the joy and assurance we need. The same Jesus with the same victory, the same life, and the same gifts. The same Jesus they thought they had power over. Turns out they didn't. He is the one with the power of life and death. He is the one who woke up from death and came out of the tomb alive. And now says to you, peace be with you. I forgive you all your sins. And he baptizes you into his resurrection. And raises you to a new life in him. And he feeds you with that food that cannot and will not perish his own body and blood. So that like the disciples, we can now go out from this place. We came locked in our fears and sins. And we leave with his forgiveness and life. Free. So the Jewish leaders were fuming and wanted to kill the apostles, still thinking they were the ones who had the power of life and death. But one of them, named Gamaliel, had some wise words. Don't fight against God. If this is from men, it will fail. History has shown us that. But if it is from God... You will not be able to stop. Which is good for us to hear too. These things we see in our world today, the the sin that seems so pervasive, the rebellion against God and his word and truth, this movement that seems to be winning. It is of men and so it will fail. And what is of God, his word, his life, his forgiveness will go on. It will not, it cannot be stopped. Jesus had said the same thing earlier when he told the disciples that the gates of hell would not be able to stand against the confession of his church. Not that it will be easy. The Jewish leaders beat the apostles before letting them go. I'm not exactly sure what that means. Did they whip them? Did they beat them with a rod? Did they get the 39 lashes? But 
whatever it was, I'm sure it wasn't enjoyable. But it also did not stop them. It could not. In fact, they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name of Jesus which is quite a turnaround from being afraid of this very thing to rejoicing in it. And not only did it not stop them, it compelled them even more to continue to go out and go on. So maybe you will be beaten, tongue-lashed maybe at the least. If you are, rejoice and be glad, Jesus says. For your reward is great in heaven. You are among the blessed who have not seen and yet have believed. And while we often seek the blessing and approval of the world and of our peers, remember the words of Gamaliel, that is of men, and so will pass away. And sometimes very quickly. How much better is the blessing and approval of our Heavenly Father, which will not pass away. Which, as Jesus showed us, not even death can end. For it is not the world or anyone in the world who has the power of life and death. Jesus does. And that life He has given to you. You have that inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, as we heard from Peter today. For as Peter also said, you have been born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Born again through your baptism into Jesus' death and the new life of resurrection. And he is keeping your life and inheritance and guarding you through the trials and challenges, through the joys and sorrows, through all the ups and downs you go through. For in a world that is ever-changing, there is one thing that does not. Jesus. The one still coming to us today with his peace. So what's going on with you? Maybe it's something you're battling. Maybe it's something that's happening to a loved one. Maybe a fear of tomorrow and what lay in the future. Satan tries to magnify all these things and make them look really big and powerful and block out Jesus. Make you think you're on your own. Make you try to take him on by yourself. Don't do it. You'll lose. But Christ, He is our North Star. Christ crucified is our guiding light. But not just Christ crucified, but as we're celebrating this season, Christ now risen from the dead. So that is and must be shining forth here in this place, in the church, that in the midst of a world and life seeking to block out Jesus, to block out our hope and joy and forgiveness, we constantly come back to where Jesus is. Where the same Jesus, with the nail holes 
and the hole in his side are for us today so that we can be reoriented to be forgiven, to be raised to life again, to be filled with confidence and joy. To know that he lives. And if he lives, so do I. And so will I. For he who unlocked the bars of death and the grave can also unlock the fears in our hearts. So like the disciples, we can go out We can go on until one day we go out from this world and go on to that life where there is only life, where death is no more, sin is no more, and evil is no more. For that is of God. And as Gamaliel rightly said, that that is the life and kingdom that will not, cannot fail. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.